Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Ben Carlson, and this is my 2020 investing lessons. Here are some lessons from a crazy year in the market. Investing when things look bleak remains a profitable strategy. I had numerous conversations with people in March, April, and May who asked, how could the stock market possibly not get any worse? Just look at what's going on all around us. We all spent a lot of time debating how in the world stocks could continue to rise in the face of a worsening pandemic and employment picture. In my first book, Wealth of Common Sense, I shared a table that showed the relationship between the unemployment rate and stock market returns. Now, the best returns came when you invested when the unemployment rate was above 9%. The worst returns actually came when the unemployment rate was below 5%. It's so counterintuitive that the best returns would come from investing when the economy is getting body slammed, but being uncomfortable when investing is typically a good sign. Maybe the stock market is smarter than all of us. During the bear market, it sure felt like stocks could fall 50 to 60% before all is said and done. We've never lived through a pandemic like this before in modern times. Who knew how bad things could have gotten? Just think about how many brilliant people decided to play it safe and wait for a retest of the lows after stocks initially bounced in March. I'll just get back in when the dust settles, they said. Guess what? By the time the dust settled, it was already too late. By the time the vaccine got here, we were already back at all-time highs. The stock market basically predicted the vaccine. It looked over the valley. Of course, the collective opinion of investors doesn't always get it right, but the stock market proved a lot of people wrong this year. If it's in the headlines, it's already too late. Let's say you had early access to all the news headlines from this year before the year began. There's no way you would have predicted the markets would react this way. A global pandemic that causes stay-at-home orders and the closure of thousands of businesses, schools, and workplaces, millions of people sick and hundreds of thousands dead, a contested presidential election where the sitting president refuses to accept the results of the election, As a human being, it would be impossible to ignore these headlines or allow your emotions to be brought in the equation. But as an investor, you have to do your best to separate those human emotions from your decision-making process. History can be a crude guide. Giant tech stocks outperformed before, during, and after the bear market. Value stocks got crushed even worse than growth stocks during the crash. The stock market is not supposed to bottom on a 9% update like we saw on March 24th. A lot of stuff happened this year in the markets that wasn't supposed to happen based on history but history can only get you so far when investing. The outcomes will always seem obvious in hindsight. The government threw trillions of dollars at this thing. They literally gave people money. It seems obvious now that those trillions and an implicit backing from the Fed would provide a floor under the markets, but few people at the time were predicting a rush back to all-time highs while these programs were being rolled out. At the time, skeptics were saying things like, you know, the Fed can't stop a virus, right? And that remains true, but they can stop a depression in its tracks. It feels obvious now that markets would react this way, But it wasn't a foregone conclusion at the time that things would work out so rosy for the stock market. Markets are getting faster. In a four-week period from late February through late March, the stock market experienced the fastest bear market of 30% or worse from all-time highs. Those highs were back again just five short months later. Companies that are losing money are seeing their market caps grow by billions of dollars a day as investors look to the future of what they could become. Now, some of these companies may yet grow into those expectations, while others will sadly disappoint their shareholders. But it doesn't really matter right now to investors because everything is on a hyperdrive. I expect that to continue in a world where technology is making everything faster. That includes market cycles. Buy and hold is still pretty hard to beat. Paraphrasing Churchill here, buy and hold is the worst form of investing, except for all the others. Buy and hold in the U.S. stock market would have meant sitting through an excruciating 30% plus peak to trough drawdown in a month this year. It also meant experiencing a 60% plus recovery ever since. The sum total of these two polar opposite market moves is a year-to-date gain of more than 15%. Could things have gotten much worse for those who held their stocks and didn't panic? Most certainly. Things have and most certainly will be worse than a four-week bear market that made investors whole a handful of months later. But the lovely thing about a buy-and-hold strategy is the fact that it is so simple and still very hard to beat. Bonds can fall too. 2020 had some extenuating circumstances, of course, but the drawdowns in certain fixed income segments of the bond market are still pretty wild. 
Corporate and high-yield bonds were down 20% plus like that. They, of course, have snapbacks, thanks in large part to Jerome Powell. But the fact that certain bond funds can fall this far this fast definitely came as a surprise to many fixed-income investors. Buying during a bear market is hard. I've had numerous conversations with investors who went to cash in February or March and remained stuck in the fetal position. Again, it feels obvious now, but it was touch and go in the markets there for a few weeks. Holding is difficult when stocks are falling, but it may be even harder to go one step further and buy when stocks are falling and everyone is running for the exits. Buy and hold only works if you both buy and hold when it feels like the market may never rise again. If you're not following some sort of rules-based approach when stocks are falling, it almost becomes impossible to buy during a crash because it will always feel like you're buying too early. The stock market has the ability to make you feel like an idiot and a genius all in the same year. Holding onto your stocks in mid-March when the entire world felt like it was in a free fall felt like the height of insanity as an investor. Remember when people were debating whether we should close the stock market because it was getting annihilated day after day? Now it's the total opposite. Everyone holding stocks feels like a genius. Everything you buy seemingly goes up every day. Now, neither of these extreme feelings is ever completely valid. You're never as dumb as you feel during a bear market, nor as smart as you feel during a bull market. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a nasty bear to remind investors of this fact. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Sorry.